about uh, three, four years ago. How many of you guys went to our winter retreat this year? Yeah. How many of you guys are going again next year? You better. Anyways, um, about three or four years ago at our winter retreat, we, um, well, every Saturday at winter retreat, we, I, I take that Saturday morning and I talk about uh, what God has put on my heart for Emerge Youth Church and, and what's going on here. So, But about three or four years ago at winter retreat, um, we, 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 we needed some things um, as a student ministry, some things that we wanted to be known for, some things that we wanted to value, some things that we wanted to say, this is us, this is who we are, and this is what we're all about. Uh, this year, our theme for Emerge is what? Okay, live free. And we want to encourage you guys to live in freedom in Christ. Um, but a few years ago, um, we, we, we found these, uh, well, I felt like God was leading us to these four things. And we've, they, they have served us well and will continue to serve us well and give us value and, and um, those things here at Emerge. And so... Um, the reason that I'm preaching on this tonight, you've probably been here. If you've been here for a while, you've probably heard what we're talking about tonight. If you're pretty new here, you maybe you haven't heard this before, but you got to know if you're a part of Emerge, this is what we're all about. And this is who we are. And that's what we're going to be talking about for the next few weeks. And I have a surprise at the very last week. So you, you don't miss a Wednesday night because I got a surprise. So that's coming up. Um, and like I said, the reason I'm preaching this is because maybe... You, you haven't heard this. I usually take about a year, uh, every, once every year, and, and talk about these four things. I don't believe I did last year, but we, I try to implement them all in the messages and things that we do here. So, um, uh, so just so we're clear, I don't, you see this on the screen, E-I-V. Um, which, does anybody know, is there a Roman rainbow for E? No? Okay, good. So it's just E. So we didn't mess anything up there. So the E stands for Emerge. The IV is what? Do you may know what number? Four. So that's our Emerge Four core values. Does anybody know what they are? The first one is that we are a we're a family made of friends, and and we're going to talk about that one tonight. But the second one is that found found people find people. The third one is that. Save people, serve people. And as we get to the last one, who can say this one? Growing people change. Um, can I do something tonight? Can I have your permission to do something tonight? Well, I'm going to do it anyways. But and you say now, but wait until I ask. Um, can I have everyone stand? <clears throat> and here's what I'm going to ask you guys. This section, have a seat. You guys are good. I like this section. This section and this section. I want everyone to move up a row. Everyone to move up. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, like I said, everyone was like, yeah, you can do something. And then I ask you to move and you're like, oh, come on. All right. And, and like no gaps, like get in there close, be close to someone. Because uh, this is your friends. These, these are your people. So um, let's fill up the, the empty chairs in the front. Um, so our very first value, our very first thing that we say is important to us here at Emerge. Listen, listen, listen. Our very first thing is that we're a family made of friends. That's what we're all about. That's who we are. And, and we want to be that a family 
made of friends. And, and hopefully every time you walk through our doors, you feel a sense of family here. And that's our goal and that's what we want to do. We want you to feel a sense of family here. And I've got to be honest, this is something that we're always going to be working on. This is something that we'll never have perfected and never have just down perfect. This family made of friends idea is something that we're always going to be working on. Um, and, and, but as soon as you enter our room, as soon as you come into our space, as soon as you get here, we want you to feel like you are a part of our Emerge family. And like I said, we don't get that perfect every single week. We don't even give, get it perfect every month. But that is our goal is to be a family made of friends. It's what we want to be, but it's most importantly what God wants us to be. He wants us to be connected. He wants us to be together. He wants us to be unified. He wants us to be a family. And here's the deal. To be a part of this family, you got to know this tonight. You don't have to fully believe what we believe. You don't have to fully believe everything that we believe. You don't have to do everything that we do. You don't even honestly... To be a part and to be in this room and to be a part of this group, you don't even have to be a follower of Jesus. You don't even have to be a Christian. You're welcome to belong here and to be a part of our family even before you believe. Because we believe that if you're going to be around here long enough, that hopefully, prayerfully, that God's going to do something in your life and He's going to change your life, which will cause you to believe. But know this, every single week, we're going to be talking about the new life and the and the life changing power that you can find in Jesus, that hope and that peace and that everlasting joy that's found in Jesus. And he and we will unashamedly preach that every single week because that's what we're about, because we believe a life with Jesus is the greatest life to live. It's the greatest life to live. My heart for Emerge and and our volunteers know this and hopefully you know this as, as well. But my heart for Emerge is that this would be a place where Every single person is welcome. Everyone is included and everyone is loved. And, and you're going to find that in this family made of friends. The reason that everyone is welcome to emerge is because everyone is welcome to Jesus. That's the reason that every, anyone, everyone's welcome here. Because everyone's welcome to Jesus. He shuts no one out. We want to we be strictly inclusive. Because if we aren't careful, we'll start to strictly, we'll start to live strictly exclusive in our lives. Like, hey, have you guys ever noticed this? Like, we, we get really exclusive sometimes. Like, especially sometimes in the Christian world, we get really exclusive. And, and here's what we do. And, and I'm not condoning this. I'm not saying this is a good thing or a good idea. But we, we'll look at people and we'll say, oh, they don't, they don't act the right way. Like, they don't look the right way. They don't do the right things or maybe they don't even believe the right things. And somehow we get on this Christian pedestal and we think that we're better than people. And so we, we exclude people. See, yesterday, um, Chris and I had lunch with a former student of ours, which is awesome. Uh, our very second year in youth ministry, um, we were in Joplin, Missouri at a church there. And this guy, his name was Tyler Dueling, and uh, he was he was a senior that year, and I'll I'll never I, can't, I don't have time to tell that story. Maybe some other time. But Tyler, what, he was a tall, scrawny kid with shaggy hair, and like you just wondered what he was going to turn out to be in life. But um, 
And, and, and he was in town for this business meeting that he was doing. And, and uh, he had lunch with Kristen and I. His name is Tyler. And, and, like, he's some kind of business and computer wizard. Like, I don't know. Um, but back in the day, he was just a tall, goofy kid. But now Tyler owns his own airplane, and he's doing very well for himself. So we let him buy lunch. It was awesome. Um, then, anyways, we were having lunch yesterday with Tyler and just talking, and you know, you you talk about family. We know his wife and his kids and all these people, and we got to talking about family. And then we got to talking about the days that when he was a student, because you know, when you have old friends, you're going to reminisce about old days. And so, Tyler had a buddy named Aaron, or a Aaron. And uh, and the funny thing is, Aaron's last name, Aaron, his his name was Aaron Wyatt, no relation at all. I didn't know this guy. Until we moved there. So uh, so here's the deal. Here's what would happen. We would all go out to eat together. We hung out together a lot. Spent a lot of time together a lot. Uh, we'd all go out to eat together. And so we would order food. We'd be sitting there. And you would look over. And Aaron wouldn't order anything. And, and so Aaron, what he would do is he would get out a napkin and neatly unfold it and lay it on his table. And then he would get like the Parmesan cheese and unscrew the top. And pour a whole pile of Parmesan cheese on the napkin. And as you're eating your pizza, Aaron's eating Parmesan cheese. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, what is going on? And he just proceeded to eat the cheese and he would look at everyone while they're eating their pizza. And and he wouldn't order anything. He would just sit there and eat his cheese with these puppy dog eyes. And, like, he would just, like, look longing you, longingly. Um, like, he would just stare at you eating your pizza with his puppy dog eyes. And, like, it was almost like he was trying to seduce the pizza right out of your hands. And until finally, this would happen, finally someone would cave and say, Aaron, would you like some food? And then Aaron would start to eat your food. Every single time. It never failed without contributing any money at all. And like, how many of you guys, you know that person? You, you, go, you go to the restaurant and they get out the whole pile of lemons out of the, uh, the salad bar so they can make their own lemonade so they don't have to order one, right? The cheapskate. You all know that person. Don't be that person. Anyways, um, but I'm, I'm thankful that that church is a place where everyone has a right to participate. Everyone has a right to participate, no matter what. And with, with, with Aaron, I didn't want him to participate because he didn't pay. Aaron, did, he didn't give. He didn't pay for any food. Why should he eat my food? He should eat his Parmesan cheese. But church is a place that everyone has the right to be involved. Everyone has a right to have a seat in this room. Everyone is welcome here. Nobody paid to be here. Nobody paid to be saved by Jesus. You don't have to pay dues to be a part of our club. But tonight, we've, we've, we've also got a right to let them know. We've got a right to let them know. Every single person has a right to participate. And every person has a right to let them know. Emerge should be a refuge of hope in the midst of a lost and broken world. We should be able to invite people to, to, in, to be a part of our emerged family. Everyone has a right to participate. And, and we have the right to let them know. To invite them. To let them know what to, to be a part of this. 
We want to be a place of hope. We want to be a place that's fully inclusive. If you're brand new here tonight, welcome to Emerge. We want to know, we want you to know like you're welcome home. You're welcome here. You're, you're welcome to be a part of our Emerge family made of friends. We don't exclude anyone. See, when it comes to, to Emerge Youth Church, I want you, the ones who have been here for a while, and you guys know who you are if you've been here for a while, to spread the word. If you love being here, if you love being a part of this family, if you love what's going on, if you love how God moves in this place, these worship moments like we had a while ago, these things that we do, the retreats, all these kind of things. If you love what God is doing in your life right here, then you need to let someone know. You want someone in on what God's doing. Let someone in on on what God's doing on your life. Every single Wednesday night, we're going to have fun. Every single Wednesday night, we're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to party. We're going to have a great time. We're going to celebrate who God is in our lives. But there's a couple things that you got to know. There's a couple things that I've noticed that you're going to have you're going to have to confront if you want to be fully inclusive. If you want to fully be a part of this family made of friends, the first thing is this: you're going to have to confront your insecurities. You're going to have to confront your insecurities. See, your, your insecurities will always seek comfort over contribution. They'll always seek comfort over contribution. Your insecurities will always cause you to follow comfort and cowarding instead of what you should be going after. I, I, I've never known anyone to be fully in, inclusive and to be totally insecure. Because when you're insecure... You're threatened by other people. Other people you see around the room or in other areas, you're, they're a threat to you. See, if we're honest, we don't want to include other people in our friend group because we're threatened by them. And that's, that's an issue with us. The only way to conquer that insecurity is to gain a confidence in the finished work of Jesus Christ. What he says about us, who he says, who he says we are, the position he gives us as followers. And if you have confidence in Jesus, you'll never lack for confidence. You'll never have insecurities, not never, but you'll, you won't struggle with that. One thing I've learned as I've gotten older in life is that uh, the more my confidence is wrapped up in, in what we do instead of who we are. Or what I found is that most people's confidence is wrapped up in what they do instead of what they are. It, it could be a good thing and bad, or a bad thing. And I remember back in high school, um, my identity, myself, was wrapped up in sports. That's who I was if I didn't have, if I wasn't running a ball or making tackles or, or wrestling or doing different kinds of things. That's what people would praise me for. And that's what people would say good job for. And that's what people would celebrate me for. But so much of our identity is wrapped up in the wrong thing. Maybe for you it could be a relationship. It could be a sport. It could be band. It could be drama. It could be whatever it is that you're involved in. And, 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 and so much of our identity is wrapped up in, in that. And once those accolades are all gone... Suddenly your confidence is gone and you struggle. And, and when, when I graduated high school, I, didn't, I no longer had those sports as my identity. 
I no longer had those things as my identity. Who I once was, was not who I am now. And I was so lost. It's funny, I went back to my high school reunion not long ago. And it's, it's funny to see those people who their glory days were the high school days. Like, oh, I was a state champion wrestler. And like, I did all this. And they're still living those glory days. Like, we went... We went to our high school and like walked around and looked around and like these guys are still walking around the high school like this and like guys we're we're old like these these kids don't even care know who we are and these guys are like yeah I, I was state champion wrestler here and like dude get over yourself but like because their whole identity was wrapped up in who they are who they were back in that day. They never got, there were a couple guys who actually never got past that stage. And they never found out who they were in that next step. If you live your life for the praise of people, you will die to their criticism. If you live your life for the praise of people, you will die to their criticism. Is Jesus the thing you find your confidence in? Is he that thing that you find your confidence in? Or is it something else? See, let me encourage you tonight to ask yourself. May, I want to encourage you to write that down. Is Jesus the thing that I find my confidence in? And the next thing we're going to have to confront if we're going to be a family made of friends. The second thing is this. Um, we fear what we don't know. We fear what we don't know. And to see, the unknown can be a very scary thing. We don't know or understand somebody. And when we don't know or understand somebody, sometimes we fear that we may be rejected or, or even if we try to reach out. And it can be a scary, scary thing. See, let me encourage you on the other side of your fear. There's a step of faith that you can take that, that, that if you use and if, that you, if you take that step of faith, that, that it'll be one of the greatest gifts that God could ever put in your hands. And that he could have for you on the other side of that faith. See, let me make you a guarantee. If you step out in faith in what God has called you to do, you cannot fail. You cannot fail. If you step out in faith in what God's called you to do, you cannot fail. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be awkward. But it's going to be rewarding. And He will reward you for stepping out in faith. If we're going to be a family made of friends, we need to reach out if, someone, if someone's like you or not. We've got to reach out. We've got to let people know that they're loved. We've got to let people know that they're cared for. Have, have you ever, guys, have ever have, had tried to convert, have a conversation with someone um, that you have nothing in common with? Anybody? Like, it, it can be the most difficult thing on the earth. Like, for me, like, I'm partly an introvert, but I have to force myself to be an extrovert. And, and sometimes I'm social. Sometimes I'd rather sit in a corner and just watch everyone else. But... Not long ago, I was trying to have a conversation, and, and all the person would give me is one-word answers. I was even asking questions that didn't require a one-word answer. And they were giving me one-word answers. And, and, and I, I was, like, wrenching my brain for questions and trying to pull out answers and conversation from this person. And all I would get was, like, yeah, okay, mm, yes, no. But no matter how difficult, we have to keep in mind that we have, we have something to offer people. 
We've got something to offer. We have hope. We have salvation. We have forgiveness. We have the gospel. We have the good news. People need to know the good news that you have. If you never share our good news, are we really fully inclusive? We'll we'll never really be fully inclusive. See, to get past your insecurities is to build yourself up in who Jesus is. That's why I want you to know that's our, our whole thing about live free is as you grow and as you learn and as you know God's promises on your life and as who he says you are and as you learn those things, that will build your confidence in, the, in, in who Jesus is. And, and I want to show you this verse tonight and I came across this when I was preparing for tonight and I thought it was perfect for this. If you got your Bible, we're in the book of Psalms. Maybe we got into this and you thought, are we going to look at the Bible tonight? This is it. Psalm 68, verse 6, it says this, God places the lonely in families. He sets the prisoners free and gives them joy. But he makes the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. I love that part. It says, God places the lonely in families. He sets prisoners free and gives them joy. See, what a more perfect verse to talk about when we say that we're a family made of friends. Let me add this. If God places the lonely in families, then guess what? We need to learn to accept the lonely into our families. Because if He's going to send the lonely and the hurting and the lost and the people here then it's our job to accept them in and say, you can be a part of our family. You can be a part of what's going on here. You can be a part of this. We welcome you. The the hurting. We're called to bring the hurting, the lost, the dying, the broken, the people who feel like there is no hope. We're called to bring them into our family so they can experience this newfound joy and freedom and salvation that we've experienced. See, if you can't get excited about the salvation of your soul, then Jesus, who died a brutal death on a cross for us, like He died and He rose again, you know, you know that we, we should have been excluded from that. Adam and Eve, when they sinned in the garden, way back in the beginning in Genesis, uh, excluded us from having a close relationship with God. But Jesus, Jesus came along. And and so we would be included. And what he did on the cross for us, made us included. All of the wrath and the sin of the world went on Jesus, so that he could call us included. So he can call us a part of his family. And you're here tonight because you've been included. And because, and because you've been included, you can now bring other people into this family made of friends. And I love that. God, through Jesus, included us into his family. And now we get the opportunity to do the same thing. You know, I, I talk to people all the time who their testimonies... Um, of how they, they share testimonies of, or you hear these testimonies of people who they were, their lives were just so caught up in drugs and alcohol and partying and, and, and addicted to pornography and so much more. And I, and I wonder, what if God's people 
would have reached them before they had to live with this regret? What if God's people would have stepped out? What if God's people would have just made a simple invite? What if God's people would have encouraged someone or given them hope or, or shared Christ with them so that they don't have to live with this regret? See, God, here's the deal. The beautiful thing, the amazing thing is that God can always restore their lives. He can always forgive sins. And, but, I, but I think one of the best testimonies to give is this. I don't have to live with regret because I never did those things. I never was involved in those things. Man, what a testimony. You hear all these people like, oh, I was an alcoholic or I was a drug addict or I was all this kind of stuff. Man, I celebrate and I praise a testimony of someone who stands up and he says, they say, I never struggled with that stuff. I never, I never dealt with those things. And God is still good. If you're in here tonight and you could say, I've made a ton of mistakes and I'm not proud of the life I've lived, then tonight you've got to know that God has restoration for you. If you've been feeling hopeless and broken, is Jesus the main thing of your life? See, what, what's, what is the answer to the suicides that have taken place in our area? What's the answer to the school shootings that have been going on around our country? It, it's, it's us knowing who we are in Christ and caring and loving for others, not just your friends, but anyone. I want to encourage you to check your priorities. Jesus is the hope of the world. We've been called to include people into this family made of friends. See, there's so much bad news going on in our world. There's so many bad things going on and just. But I got to tell you tonight and you got to know this tonight. I want everyone to hear this. The gospel will always be greater than any bad news ever going on. The gospel will always be greater. It's a stronger story. It's a stronger testimony. It can be, bring people out of depression. It can bring people out of, out of suicidal thoughts. It can bring pre- people out of the depths of sin into a full life with Christ. The world's full of bad news, but the good news of the gospel is always greater. There's hope for tomorrow. There's joy ahead. The, the light is greater than the darkness. When you walk through the hallways of your school, you need to look at yourself as the light of the world. Love is always greater than hate. And Jesus is the only way to find a hope in a future. See, here at Emerge, we're a family made of friends and we've got to live that out. We've got to live that out. We've got to be inclusive to reach out. If the family stops here, we fail. If this is it, we fail. If we're all about us and no more, we don't want to bring anyone else in, we have totally failed. See, the message, the, the message and the good news is not just for us. It's for everyone. It's for everyone. That's why we say that we are a family made of friends and everyone is welcome because everyone's welcome to Jesus. But what if they smell so bad? They're welcome. What if they cuss a lot? Everyone's welcome to Jesus. What if they're caught up in pornography? 
Everyone's welcome to Jesus. What if they don't dress right? Everyone's welcome to Jesus. What if they do drugs? Everyone's welcome to Jesus. What if they're gay? Everyone's welcome to Jesus. What if they don't act right? Everyone's welcome to Jesus. And that's who we are. No matter where you're from, no matter what you believe, you belong a a part of our Emerge family made of friends. And imagine what Emerge would look like if every one of us simply invited someone to our family. I want to encourage you guys to invite people to be a part. If you love what God does here, if you love how he can affect and how he can change lives. If you have had that happen to you, if God has changed your life, then you need to get someone here to be a part of our family made of friends. Let's pray.